bring the heart. It's time to get loud. Let's go! Because this is Betfred Super League. Bring it on. It's that time of the week again where Rugby League is the hottest topic around for about the next 40 minutes or so. Yes, welcome along to this week's edition of Eddie and Steve-O, the podcast, sponsored, as usual, by our friends at Betfred. And Steve-O, I know you've got a plane to catch because you're heading home to Australia for a month or two, so let's get straight into it, shall we? Uh, Financial problems, first of all. They're never far away from the forefront of Rugby League. Annual statements reveal that many Super League clubs are struggling for cash, but Hull's predicament looks really, really serious. Adam Pearson, their owner, has told the Hull Daily Mail they are poised to announce a loss in the last financial year of £1.2 million. Wow, wow. They pay a quarter of a million pound in rates to the stadium owners. They suffered a 30% drop in membership, 33% drop in revenue from Super League, he says it's the perfect storm. It could endanger the very existence of the club. This is frightening, isn't it? It always has been a problem, Eddie, getting enough finance through. Do we pay the players too much? Obviously, we can't decide one way or the other that that is the case. But as you say, the Sky money was reduced. Um, they've obviously got a problem. They had a 30% drop in membership. And they're not the only club that would be just scraping the barrel. In fact, I can make a statement. They're only like the likes of Leeds, who on the field of play, not doing very well. But I think they're the only club that actually post a profit after each season. I may be wrong, but I think I'm near to the truth. Well, they're a massive club. of Well, all the Super League clubs are massive clubs. There's yeah. no doubt about it. But they can't keep hemorrhaging money like this, can they? They just can't. No, and I think that a little bit of good news is the fact that uh, hopefully the rumours suggest that the, the big company IMG, now they're the world leaders in, in all sports finance. Now let's hope that they can get on board and quickly turn things around. Because it's quite embarrassing because we, we hear about 10 millions in Australia, etc. and so forth, get it being given to each club every single year. They've just signed a new 10-year contract. Um, and we have to fight for pennies, not dollars, not pounds. We've got to fight all the way through. Who to blame? I don't know. Is it the clubs that pay out too much for the players? Is it because that our game is dwindling, that we don't have enough fans? It's difficult to make the decision. Which one is it? You're absolutely right. And the Rugby League, the Super League, they need help and quickly too. Let's hope it, it comes along 
before too long. All right, look, on the field, even though attendances do seem a little bit reduced in places this year, the action came thick and fast last weekend. Thursday night, what a belter of a game between Wigan and Hull. And Wigan edged it by 19 points to 18, thanks to Harry Smith's drop goal. Yeah, it is. it was a tremendous game. I loved every single minute of it. And of course, it was Harry Smith that defeated uh, Toulouse with the drop goal as well. And isn't it amazing? He's not really the first selection, is he? He's a, he he's a man that fills in when Lulawai is injured. That's right. He was only in the side at the weekend because Thomas Lulawai was actually suspended. But And it was his third game of the year. That's all, Harry Smith. Two of the three, he's now won the points for Wigan with his, with his drop goals. This win took them to the top of the table briefly. I can remember, Eddie... A lot of people used to criticise me. They said, oh, that, that Steve, oh, that bald-headed so-and-so is on and on and on about the drop goal. Well, the Wigan fans won't be complaining and neither will the Wigan players either. And I don't think it's a coincidence. Who's at Wigan now that was one of the best drop goal exponents in our game? Yeah, Lee Breers. Lee Breers. He'll have a big wide smile, won't he, about what's going on with Harry Smith. And he should do, because he knows it's important. When he was playing at Warrington, he realised it was important. How on earth the fans keep saying, oh, no, it's a waste of time. Why do they want to do it? When they win, there's no argument there. No, there isn't. As you say, he, he defeated Toulouse, and he's just beaten uh, Hull at the weekend. I, I must say, though, Jay Field, he continues to catch the eye, doesn't he? Two more tries from him blistering pace he's leading the Man of Steel voting already uh, by some margin and nine tries in 2022 we're only seven rounds in it's quality simple as that and a lot of people down under they were saying wow where's this where's this Aussie came from I mean it really didn't take Cat's eye down there but uh, whoever thought about bringing him over has certainly paid the, paid the wages no doubt about that I mean he was injured for, for much of last season so he's like a yeah. The new kid on the block. And I, look, I've got nothing against him. Uh, he has brightened Wigan up this year. There's no doubt about that. He's an eye-catching player. But the following night, one of our best homegrown talents in this country, Johnny Lomax, gave another masterclass in the win for St. Helens at Leeds. You're right, Eddie. A lot of people don't realise how talented this player is. A lot of people say, well, he doesn't do much individually. But his involvement in getting the team working is outstanding. He is the leader. He's the man that's creating so many things. And over the years, the experience that he's picked up is magic. He is. And, I mean, I don't know whether you agree with me, but I think he's probably been the outstanding player in Super League for the last couple of years. Week in, week out, he always performs. But he's a local lad and he's been around for a few years. Does he get the credit and the recognition and the Man of Steel votes that he deserves? I, I personally don't think so, you know. Well, as I mentioned before, he's a team player. A lot of the fans just love the, the, the wingers scoring tries and sidestepping, etc. and so forth. But you can have a big machine, but you've got to have one major cog to get that machine working and working to 100%. And let's face it, St. Helens are working as near as damn to 100%. That was a very, very convincing win over a struggling Leeds Rhino side. 
It was. And talking of outstanding homegrown talent, James Roby. I mean, we, we knighted Kevin Sinfield a couple of years ago. Maybe we should we should make James Roby a lord because 500 appearances for St. Helens on Friday. What a player. What an ambassador. And didn't he speak brilliantly in the Sky Studio afterwards? Such a modest, unassuming lad. And probably one of the nicest blokes you'll ever bump into. Unless you're playing against him, of course. He's got a little <laughs> bit of... He's always had a little bit of fire in his belly, and why not? You've got to do it when you're playing in the forwards. I'm going to make some statement here, Eddie. I've watched rugby league for a long, long time. I've played rugby league for a long, long time. I will rate James Roby as the GOAT, the greatest hooker of all time. Not in Super League, not of all time. In history, both sides of the world, you think he's that yes. good? Well, the guy he replaced, of course, is Kieran Cunningham, and they've got a bronze statue of Kieran at uh, at the new stadium, uh, at the Totally Wicked Stadium. Is, is there room for another statue for James Roby, do you think? Why not? Put him side to side. He was the man that came off the subs bench, and in fact, I think he played more games off the subs bench when he actually won the Man of Steel. I think he did. That's how, that's how good he was, Eddie, and that's how good he is. And I do hope that he finishes at the end of this season because there's, there, there's always a time when a player has to say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing my boots away and that's it. Uh, I've seen so many wonderful players just go on that last season. I just want him to finish at the top of the table. He, he might bow out at Old Trafford. Let's hope, though, he's not another one of our superstars lost to the game when he actually does... Uh, decide to finish his playing career they've got to find a job for him somewhere haven't they they have to oh listen St. Helens would be absolutely crackers if they allowed him to go at any other club or especially that other awful game that rugby union I think they <laughs> why on earth why on earth St. Helens and I'm sure that they will not let him go the experience that he can give to young kids coming through is second to none I don't know how much they want to pay him to put him on the, the list of the coaching list, etc. and so forth. But what he will give back to young kids coming through will be worth millions. Yes, he's a wonderful, wonderful role model, is, is James Roby. Uh, the Saints won 20-0 uh, at Henningley. Leeds plight, sadly, Steve O, is becoming worse and worse by the week. Gary, uh, Gary Hetherington is in Australia, though he was at the game on Friday night. He's hunting for a new coach. And it's hard to disagree with Gary when he says this is the most vital appointment that's coming up in Leeds' recent history. But I just wonder, where where's he going to go? Who's he going to get? Well, there's been a few thrown around. And uh, as, as far as I'm concerned, I'm sure that Gary has got contacts down in Australia. And I know he's been there several times. And he's the type of guy that just, he'll go around to every single club and say, you know, who's who's a coach coming up off the scene? Um, none of the big boys, I don't think, will want to go on. It's, I mean, it's been a tradition, hasn't it? When you think about it, after all those many years, Eddie, of the Australian coaches coming over here, so yeah. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with with Mr. Hetherington. Uh, he's probably on the jumbo jet now. Oh, they don't have jumbos these days. Gee, I'm getting old, Eddie. I'm getting old. <laughs> I wish they did have jumbo jets. They were some of the best planes knocking about, weren't they? They really were. But you're right. He's probably on. He's either on the plane or he's sitting in 
the departure lounge now and I just wonder if he's got a name in his top pocket I wonder if he's got a contract ready to write yeah I don't think he would have jumped onto a plane without sort of negotiating beforehand he'll just want to go out and see what type of character this particular person is um, there's been a few nominations and uh, I think Gary will come back with someone that he knows and let's face it uh, you've got to look at a, a man a player a coach face to face to find out what sort of character he is because we've had some very very good Australian coaches oh we have absolutely we have you know Leeds legend our old pal Barry McDermott on the television the weekend he wasn't too shy in expressing his fears for the Leeds club they do need help out of the cup worst home start in the club's history the cavalry whoever he might be, needs to arrive sooner rather than later. Well, the biggest problem is that we've just spoken about Hetherington being in Australia getting a coach. Um, I think one of the bigger problems is not perhaps a coach, but I don't think that some of the Leeds players are quite up to it. I don't think that they've, they've shown what they've shown over the past couple of years. They've got young kids coming through but I don't think the experienced players have actually came up to the mark that everyone expected. The coach is the, the easy beat, if you like. He's the one who takes the rap. You get rid of players and you're in even more strife, I suppose. It, it, uh, listen, would you like to run a club? Would you like to be involved in running a, a rugby league club or any sporting organisation? I wouldn't. I can, I can assure you, I wouldn't want to. Look, we started with a programme that certain clubs are in disarray I mean, the whole KR, uh, uh, sorry, um, they're losing money a hand over fist, and you're asking me the question. Well, I, I think know. you know the answer. I think you know the answer. Some other eye-catching results from Friday included Huddersfield's defeat of Catalan Dragons, but the Dragons, they had their travel problems. Now, just bear with me for a minute. Gale Force wins in Perpignan, so they had to drive two hours to Toulouse for the flight. They arrived minutes before the scheduled 7.45 kickoff, and they paid the price. Little sympathy from the Giants, though. They won 28-12. Afterwards, a real war of words breaks out between the Giants coach Ian Watson and the Dragons coach Steve McNamara. Watson said it's not good enough. They choose to travel the day of the game, and they know the risks. They arrived late, and Huddersfield wanted to get the game kicked off as soon as possible. He says his players have been there for ages, as had the crowd. You know when the game's to be played, he says, and it's up to them to get there. Now, Steve McNamara hit back immediately saying that was a disgraceful comment. His club's invested, he says, so much money over the last few years, and of course they wanted to get there on time. It was a freak of nature, and asked if Watson was kidding himself. Where do you stand on this, Steve-O? It's the European Super League after all. Should Catalan be required to get here the day before every game? Well, it all comes down to money. Expense. What can we cut? We can cut the airfare. Okay, we'll do that. And we'll run the risk of not arriving on time. You can't do that, Eddie. You've got to put it into your, into your business section. You've got to make sure that before the season starts, you can afford to go the day before to pay the hotel bill, the flights, etc., to try to do it in one game, in one day, should I say, looks to me as though they're trying to cut finances, as a lot of clubs will try to do.
Well, they'd probably be it, doubling it, the money, Steve, wouldn't they? If, if they had to fly the day before, put, what, 30-odd people up in a hotel, that's a double your money situation, surely. I've got some sympathy for them. I really have. Yeah, you can offer the sympathy, Eddie, but remember when they first came into the rugby league in this country, uh, they said that they had to have the finances and cover it, and they have done. And then all of a sudden, it hasn't worked. And... I point the finger at one thing. They're trying to cut costs, like all clubs are trying to cut costs. But we can't afford to do that. Surely, the regulations, down by the fact by the, uh, the RFL and Super League, that it's quite clear that you have to make sure that you get and be able to prepare for the game enough time. And it just it went backwards on them. And you can't look. You can't blame Huddersfield. Huddersfield got the crowd there waiting to kick off. They blah blah blah. It's not their fault. Not their fault no. at all. No, but it's not Catalan's fault if it's a if it's a freak of nature. If it's uh, you know what is it? An act of God. If it's an act of God, you, you've got no you've got no claim. You can't cut corners when you're running an organisation, and you've got to say, well, right, we're expecting thunderstorms, so we may not be able to fly out of Perpignan. So what do we do? Well, we'll have to go the day before to make sure that we get there. But it's very, very simple. They're just trying to cut costs, and they got caught with the trousers down. Simple. Yeah, I understand that. I, I do understand that. But, you know, another club with their travel problems was Warrington. They arrived late for their game at Hulkingston Rovers, and they too got soundly beaten, 34 points to 18. Now, look, you and I know only too well about the problems of the motorways on a Friday afternoon. Should the clubs in this country, even though they're only travelling across the motorway, should they be expected to leave earlier and drop into a hotel for the afternoon before they kick off? Yes. Simple. There's no doubt about it. But I think Warrington may have a few more problems than what about roadworks. Yeah. I mean... (laughs) I mean, I can remember for many, many weeks you were suggesting that uh, Richard Agar must be under a lot of pressure at Leeds. Well, yes. you, got ri- you got rid of him. Um, <laughs> That's unfair. No, no. That's unfair. <laughs> well, 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 I tell you what, I'm waiting for the set. Oh, you, you know, the, the Daryl Powell must be under a lot of pressure, Steve. Of course he's under a lot of pressure. When he first went there, the amazing thing about it, he said, I have to change their, their thought. I have to change their attitude to how the game is going to be played and how we're going to be responsible both on and off the field of play. Well, it just isn't working at at this point in time. Now, you can't say that Darrell Powell is a poor coach. They haven't had a good start. But if anybody wants to see perhaps the first game they played, um, it was outstanding. It looked as though they're going to be a side that's going to be reckoned with and then all of a sudden, it's just fallen apart. Well, absolutely. And this is a club now, apparently, in a bit of a crisis. Three straight wins at the start, five yep. straight defeats now. Daryl has said, as you rightly have just pointed out, he's trying to change the culture. It's his first season in charge. He says he was brought in to do this job. The fans have to be patient then. But the trouble is, fans are not patient. They see the team lose five in a row and they're banging the drum and they're gnashing their teeth and they're screaming from the rooftops. They pay the money and they're allowed to say whatever they want. 
that's always been the good thing about our fans in rugby league is that if you pay your money you're allowed to say whatever you want apart from being rude and disrespectful but fans are fans they you know it's short for fanatics and when you have fanatical situations um they want action they want right with why is why are they not playing well why is it just one man is it this that and the other uh a lot of teams take a while to get into the swing of things a lot of people you know at, at Huddersfield they thought hang on it was fantastic at Salford their coach we got him over here and they started to struggle um they're not struggling now are they no they're not Tw- 28 win over Catalan that gives you some indication look they're going to be the dark horses of this competition at Huddersfield They've got a good squad. They've got a good coach. They have indeed. And, of course, now the attention switches away from Super League, which apparently will give Daryl Powell and whoever's in charge at Leeds the chance to regroup for a week uh, before they come back to the Super League in, in a fortnight's time. But it is the Challenge Cup quarterfinal coming up. All of the matches on TV somewhere this weekend, Steve-O. Wakefield in the Cup will be sweating on the fitness of, of Tom Johnson. Brilliant. Brilliant for 40 minutes against Salford on Sunday. Two fantastic tries, but then withdrawn with a back injury. They'll need him against Wigan. But that game is on Sunday, so it, uh, Trinity have got the extra day or two to help with his fitness. Yeah, well, it, it does help. You know, another 24 hours can, uh, can be the difference between getting someone on the field rather than playing off it. Uh, it's not going to be easy for Wigan, you know. No. A lot of people, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, this will be one-way traffic." I'm not. I am not so sure. They're playing some really, really good football. We know that, but so are Wakefield. Yes, it'd be a cracky game. That um, that then is on the Sunday. Uh, Friday, it's Hull KR Castleford. Saturday, Huddersfield Hull, and Catalan against the Saints in Perpignan. Now, a full house predicted. Live, here we go again, live on telly on the BBC and free to air in France for the first time. This is brilliant for the Catalan club. A repeat of the grand final, of course. What a game. What a game this should be. Yeah, it'll be a cracker. And uh, I think that we will see some really good open play. Now, when it comes to the Challenge Cup, it's a sudden death situation. A lot of teams, a lot of teams and a lot of players... Uh, just hold back slightly you know we'll work on defence we'll work on defence more than we'll try to do something uh, in attack It's it, and it'll be the same when it gets to the semi-final stage you know most teams make it to go to the Challenge Cup final by uh, having control throughout the full 80 minutes not having a display of wonderful open football semi-finals quarter-finals you've got to grind it out you look through all the past results and you'll see that there's a few upsets all the way on the, le- on the way because of one thing. They've been able to grind it out and stop a far better outfit from beating them on the day. Anything is possible when it comes to Challenge Cup. Quarter-final, semi-final and even the final. Yeah, well, remember 1998 when Sheffield Eagles won it against uh, the Wigan Club. Um, true, true. This is a repeat, as I say, of the grand final. Uh, talking of grand final repeats, that's exactly what they had in the NRL last week. Your Penrith against Souths. What a game. What a game this was. Yeah, well, I'm biased. 
they are my club. Um, <laughs> it was a great win when they picked up the Premiership last year, uh, and it's going to be a, a very good team to stop them this season too. But I'm going to pick out one team that could really just upset the apple cart, and that's the Parramatta Eels. They just completely outplayed St. George Illawarra. 48-14. They just swamped them. St. George Illawarra, they're not a bad side. But Parramatta, they look as though they're hitting their straps. And of course, they're near neighbours, Penrith and Parramatta, out in the western suburbs. Now, wouldn't that be a great grand final? Yeah, well, it would. It would. I, I, I watched the South's uh, Penrith game. Um, I actually put the telly on on Friday. I wasn't doing anything better, so I decided to have a look. I, I thought South's made far too many errors. Uh, Penrith defensively brilliant. Hey, hey, how good? How good is this Taylor May? Five tries now in his last two games. He's only 20. What a shining star this fella is. Yeah, uh, he really is uh, hitting the headlines. And he's every right to. Look, the, the, the way that they back everything at Penrith, if you ever ever get a chance to go over to Australia and to Sydney, um, do yourself a favour and drive out to the facilities that they have, that, that they have built up over the last 10 years. It is, it, it's, it's in probably... A similar to what you'll get out in the, the United States of America. That's how they've, they've worked it out. They've got wonderful amenities. They just run it so professional. And the other sides are doing exactly the same thing. Though Manly had a very good win. Uh, I live in the Manly area, so I've, I've got to uh, give them a little bit of support. They beat Canberra 25-6. Um, they had a slow start to the season, but They've got one big problem. Tom Trevojic, um, he had a medial tear in his knee and it looks as though he could be out for at least uh, a month or maybe six, seven weeks. Now, he's their star player and it'll be interesting to see how the Manly side perform without one of the game's great stars. It will. And, of course, you will be up close and personal with Penrith and with Manly and South Sydney and the Parramatta Eels uh, and the rest of the NRL clubs for a while because you're heading off home tomorrow. Now, I, I need to know this. I need to know. Has the PCR fit-to-fly test come back negative? Are you all ready to go? Are you packed? Oh, I'm already packed. Don't worry about that. And <laughs> would you believe only two hours ago I got the nod? Um, and why shouldn't I? 85 quid I had to pay <laughs> for this for this lovely nurse to shove this thing up my nostril and down my throat. Oh, dear. And, and at least they did the right thing. They gave me a receipt. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, the nurse deserves a medal. She deserves yeah. a medal. <laughs> and I can tell that you're struggling this week. You've, you've got the, the usual dose of, oh, uh, yeah. of bronchitis and the chest infection. But you're yeah. all fit. You're fit enough and you can go, yeah? Yeah, I am. And I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing a, a few games. A friend of mine, he, he has a box at, at uh, the Manly Sea Eagles. <laughs> I knew I, you wouldn't be paying. Yeah. I knew you wouldn't be paying. <laughs> I, often, I often get invited to, uh, to an old friend of mine that... Uh, his nickname's Chuffin. I think you you met him oh, 20, yes. 20 odd years ago, Eddie. Yes. And, how, uh, how is Glenn? Is he good? Is he in good shape? He's, yeah, is is in good shape. But uh, he hasn't been too impressed about 
supporting the uh, the Malibu Ringer side. But um, as I say, a great a great win over Canberra. You know, they're not an a, a easy side to beat. There's also a, a little bit of a negative sort of coming out, and once again, it's it's down to having a few drinks. No. Now, Albert Kelly, we know Albert Kelly, played over here for quite some time, uh, and Payne Haas at the Brisbane Broncos. Well, there's been footage out across all the media about them both involved in a pushing, shoving, uh, punching each other uh, outside a pub. Someone's put it on video. Now, Payne Haas hasn't got, he has not got a good record over the past couple of seasons. He's been banned for seven matches in total. He's been fined over $70,000. Oh. And it, it's obvious that um, he's got a bit of a temper. And it, it, it's quite clear on the video. You can see him pushing and shoving and attempting to hit each other with Albert Kelly. And it's just, it's not what we need in our game of rugby league. I know it happens. And on the other side... Now, Lateral Mitchell is a superstar for South Sydney. They got beaten by my old club, 26-12. Well, during the game, at the end of the game, Lateral Mitchell kicked, kicked the ball into the crowd. Unfortunately, it, it hit an old lady, and I'll give him a full due. When the referee blew the whistle, he went over, apologised, took off his boots, and it was the biggest smile on this lovely lady's face. He gets a lot of stick. There's uh, Latrell Mitchell, but his act just showed me a little bit of faith about what our game is all about. Indeed so, indeed so. Uh, and I just hope that you don't bump into this pain harsh while you're, you're over back home in Australia because there could really be sparks flying then. When are, you, when are you back? When do you get back? You were desperate to get over here last year for the World Cup that was off. It's now on in October. I, I take it you will be back for that, will you? I will be back for the grand final. I arrive uh, four days before the kickoff on the grand final, and then I will prepare myself with a trip with my friends from Sky Television. We do it every year. We have a little trip over to Lanzarote just to oh. clear, just to clear the air, Eddie, and then I will be in fine form to see the World Cup. I'm looking forward to it. I think this will be a great, great World Cup, especially with all three of the finals are going to be there. Yeah, it'll be a great occasion. It really will. I, I mean, listen, for you, life is just one long holiday these days. That's all it is. And while you are traveling and getting over the jet lag and drinking the white wine and catching up with all your mates, I'll be catching up with a couple of special guests over the next couple of weeks. So hopefully they will make interesting listening for our growing legion of subscribers. Take care, Steve-O. Get better soon. Get on the plane. Sleep all the way home. And we'll speak again in a week or two. All the best, bud. Take care, top man. Top man.